0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in and listening to this week's episode of The Walk It Off Show with Candy and Ryan. I am Ryan, and of course I am here, as always, with the wonderful and awesome Candy. Hello. And we've been gone for about a month now. A whole lot of stuff's happened. Uh, Candy had to run back to Wyoming for three weeks. Uh, Two of those weeks unplanned. And... I was here in Idaho for two weeks, and then I was there for a week for my 20-year reunion, because I'm old. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just been kind of hectic and crazy, so we're we're sorry we've been gone. Um, I had pondered doing a solo recording as an update in between, but I never got around to it. So, I guess what I'll... What do we want to tell them we were off doing? And adventures back in Wyoming.
1: <laughs> so I kind of have been thinking a lot about this, and um, I went back to Wyoming because I had a dear friend, and the person who took my position. Um, as branch director back in Laramie um, passed away unexpectedly uh, in an accident. And so it was all very sudden. We were coming down from camping on Father's Day and got the call. So the next, well, in the next hour, I text my boss and I was like, hey, can I please go and just help them and be there and do whatever we can, I can do to help. And so it was just like, it's been a journey and Just thinking about like how, when something like that happens, how do you move forward from that? Because our last episode, Forward on the Thing, was all about, you know, keeping going even when your wheels are covered with mud and Mm -hmm. um, when you just don't know how to take that next step forward, how to get up in the morning, how to, and what I did to start out with was just be really, really busy. And being busy was great because I didn't have to think about it. I was seeing patients, so I was able to put my attention towards them and not really think through it, not really admit that it was there. I think I'm still living in a little bit of denial. Um, I'm usually somewhere in between denial and anger still. And I have not hit that kind of acceptance of yeah this is our lives moving forward and how does that look and why am i here when i should be there and um i don't know that i really have the answers for that but i kind of wanted to just talk through that a little bit today and um we had a chaplain come and talk to us and he made us think about grief and make us t- made us talk about what we were doing when it happened and made us think about how it affected us and how it made us feel and it was uncomfortable and it was terrible. But it's one of those things that if you don't think about it or talk about it or even just acknowledge that it hurt you and even it's not that there's anything that can be done about it or anything that could change it, But it was making me, making us examine ourselves. Because he said with grief that if you don't acknowledge and deal with the pain that you feel in that time, he's like, you'll be standing in the grocery store staring at a head of lettuce one day and just lose it. Because that grief doesn't go away. It's not Mm -hmm. something that you could bury or stuff down. It's stuff you have to deal with. And that dealing with part of things is painful and you don't want to deal with it. You don't want to, you want to just keep moving, but it in that walking or moving forward, um, this is the walk it off show. So we have to talk about walking. <laughs> um, you can't, th- there's just some things you just can't walk off and mm-hmm. you can't stop. Cause if you stop, that's when all of that, All the things that we try to push against in the world, the bad things, the grief, the death, all of that wins because Mm -hmm. we all gave up when this person died and we can't just stop. We have to keep moving. But in that moving, being able to take that time to take that breath. I didn't like, I had Monday and Tuesday off after I got back and I did not like taking that breath. I did not like stopping. I mowed the lawn, which took me all morning because it was really deep after Ryan mowed before he left, but Mm -hmm. still it was like a week and a half. And I cleaned the house and did stuff with the kids, and I just kept moving, even though I knew that that movement was keeping me from dealing with what I was feeling. And it's a heck of a lot easier to just keep, keep keeping. And there's Mm -hmm. something to be said for that. You don't want to stop, but you also have to pause sometimes too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and a pause doesn't mean, like Candia was saying, it doesn't mean you're stopping and quitting and giving up. And It just means that she had those two days off that forced her to pause. Mm -hmm. And then you get to kind of i don't want to say you get a stew in it mm-hmm. but you get to think about it and reflect on it a little bit more and that can be hard but it's stuff that you need to do because nobody wants to have a freak out breakdown moment while looking at a head of lettuce or baby <laughs> carrots <laughs> yeah so <laughs> it's all really hard it's really tough and then in the midst of that the same week we heard that uh we had a another family member that was going through medical issues, and so we were kind of on, I'll say, hot standby mm-hmm. for that. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a whole lot in a short amount of time. Uh, I won't dive into too many details with that, because I haven't talked to that person to see if it's okay to share that. But it was uh, a family member that had some, some medical struggles for a week or two, and... That was on my side of the family, so that was. It was an extra weight on me, I guess, that. On on top of all this that happened. And so then I I didn't have Candy and the kids here for for two weeks. And it was just really quiet. And it was me and the dog. And the dog became a shop dog, because when there's not kiddos running around and dinner to cook and all that kind of stuff it's just me and i like to go in the garage and so i got a lot done out there which was a good thing (laughs) but i i missed my family Mm -hmm.
1: well and we just that pressing you press into what you have to do and in that pressing even though i think that's part of the healing process is just because you don't want to fall into this deep depression and not be able to get up in the morning because there's Mm -hmm. that side of it too. And then there's the other side of it that won't stop moving because you know, if you stop moving, you're going to have to start thinking about it. And I was talking to one of our mutual friends and like, how do we move? How do we move forward knowing that this is what life is like? And especially work wise, because she was their leader. Um, how does it look like moving forward? How, how was it ever going to be okay? And whoever has to fill that position, I, I don't envy them because they are going to have such a big shoe set of big shoes to fill. And it's one of those things where, you have to hire, you have to hire somebody. You can't just not have somebody in that position, but to have something so tragic happen. Um, and people deal with grief so differently. They can be angry. They can be mournful. And there was greedy, angry. Uh, we kind of saw all of these different emotions come through, which just added to the difficulty with someone because she was an amazing person and um, having that difficulty thrown in with you know patients being angry because she had patients she was supposed to see and they're like well my nurse was supposed to be here at 8 30 they're like well (laughs) this she's not coming ever and just some of the people that I ran into and how they were dealing with it differently. Like, Oh my God, I just, I heard that's so terrible. She was so amazing. You're like, yeah, please let's not talk about it because I don't want to be sad. And I just want to keep focused and keep moving forward. And it's kind of one of those things where you have to go through the process and that's the bummer part about all of it. You have to go through the process and the process is painful Um, acknowledging that that person is gone and taking that pause. Um, we're coming up on Ryan's dad's would be birthday in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. By the time this drops, it'll be his birthday and, um, or the day after, I guess.
0: Yeah. Day after.
1: Um, and that was one of those things where we didn't see him all the time. And so it's easy to almost forget that he's gone until you really think about it, or you see that head of lettuce or whatever.
0: <laughs> until I go to cook some meat, because my dad, mm-hmm. he have a it's called a, a Big Easy from Charbroil. It's a, a stainless steel indirect cooker. It's so an oilless deep fryer is what they call it. But my dad had one. Candy bought me one as a gift, and I love it. It's great. And so any question I had, I'd call or text my dad. And then I go to use that and I don't have that resource anymore. And I know had smokers been as big of a thing before he passed, that my dad would have a smoker and that would be what I'm asking him about now. Um, Luckily for me, I have some other friends that I can talk to about that. But that's something that I know I would have really liked and I would have got to, you know, my dad and I could have, Traded smoking stories and Mm -hmm. whatnot, but it's, you know, something I had to face and sometimes I don't like it and I don't want to deal with it, but I need to. And so then every year on his birthday, I make his favorite drink and remember the happy times and then, you know, just, I don't want to say you move on. Because when it's something someone really close to you, it's hard to just move on. But to keep going, even if you keep going for that person, because I know my dad wanted the best for me, and he wouldn't want Mm -hmm. me to just sit there and dwell on, you know, what was me? Dad's gone. I don't know. I can take his fishing pole. Uh, the backpack he went fishing with is now my backpack when I go fishing. Um, I had a, my 1911. My dad really liked it, so he got him one. And now that's the 1911 I carry with me. I had to tweak it a little bit and put a ambidextrous thumb safety on it since I'm a lefty. <laughs> but that's the gun I carry with me now when we go hiking or go in the car on the trip, like when we just went to Laramie, it was, it was, you know, there with me, and so that's a, a fun little memory that I get to have every time I go out hiking or whatever, and I carry that with me. Mm-hmm.
1: Healthline article I was looking at, um, says the, there are seven stages of grief, so shock and denial where you're like, nope, there's no way. Um, And then pain and guilt. I feel like I had a lot of guilt associated with this. And I I know Ryan did with his dad too, or, you know, you're not, you could have been better. You should have done more. Um, It was so stupid for um, my friend that passed away. I was supposed to look up a Medicare uh, regulation for her and I couldn't find it. I looked and couldn't find it. And I never did give it to her. And it's the stupidest thing ever. I'm like, she died not knowing. And not like she cares, because it's Medicare requirements. No one wants to know those anyways. But it's just one of those things that, like, I felt guilty about that. I felt guilty about leaving. As if, for some reason, if I had been there, things would have been different. And I felt guilty for being alive. Because there's plenty of times where something like that could have very easily happened to me. I've done some stupid stuff in my life. And there's plenty of times I could have or should have died and didn't, you know? And so just that survival, survivor's guilt and then anger and bargaining, um, that's pretty self-explanatory. Wanting things to be different, um, thinking that some way it could have been different. Depression, um, and that can... All of these, there's no set... Um, State like stages, it's not like they can, they all will happen in a certain order. Um, and then you have an, the upward turn where you're like, okay, it's gonna be okay, and then the reconstruction and the working through, um, where you're just kind of walking forward and you're trying to put things in place to make your life go continue to go, even though that person's not gonna be in your life anymore. Um, and then that acceptance and hope that, you know, there's more to life and it's going to be okay. Um, then it says the key to understanding grief is realizing that no one experiences the same thing. Grief, Grief is very personal and may feel something different every time. So it may not be the same. Like this was a lot different than like losing my grandma, um, my grandma was had cancer she was suffering it was a kind of a long build up to it or like people who are older you know that eventually they're not going to be here anymore and you have that knowledge of that but when it's someone who's young it's just so hard um to keep to keep moving forward mm-hmm. and then some of the things with grief um we'll post some of this in the show notes but there's a depression hotline suicide so prevention hotline cuz god forbid you lose someone and then you lose yourself. Like you have to keep you have to keep taking that one step at a time. Sometimes those are baby steps, sometimes you're not going to be running, you're going to be walking. Sometimes you're not going to be walking, you're going to be crawling. Mm-hmm. And um it's that forward movement.
0: Yeah. As long as you don't lay down and give up, mm-hmm. you'll you'll get there. It might be long, it might be rough, but one step at a time, one day at a time. One good decision at a time if it needs to be. that's Sometimes that's all you can do is just get through You know this next little bit. Mm-hmm. But it will get better. It might take time, but it gets better. I mm-hmm. promise.
1: Um, one of the quotes that I found when I was looking um, for this episode says, You have to keep walking no matter what. If you don't, it's a living death. You're just standing in one place, dying. Cheryl strayed, um, and that's no person that dies would want you to live in a living death. They want you to continue to make an impact, continue to be, you know, a good parent. To use this as something that's going to change the world and live, keep talking about them, living their memories, you know. Being the type of person that that person would want you to be. And maybe that was a terrible person that died, but they still, you still want to be a better person with or without whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. And just making that little steps every day to just be a little bit better, a little bit better. Uh, And you'll have times like I have slipped and I'm. Like, all right, tomorrow, you know, we always talk about this. You don't have to wait till Monday. Well, I'm waiting till Monday. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like I need, I just need a line in the sand right now to be like, okay, this is where we're going to, we're going to, we need a starting line and that's okay. And there's times you just have to give yourself a little bit of grace and say, all right, we're, we're gonna, we're just going to move forward. We're going to do what we have to do. And then the verse of the day, I just love this. And that's another thing that you have to remember when you're going through this is that you're not alone. There's other people that you can talk to. And then, of course, God is there and he, um, he wants you to be with him. And he wants, uh, was it, pastor this morning was talking about Jesus's way, he will come and get you. He's not just waiting for you. He's not just going to sit there and let you suffer. He's going to come and get you and be like, all right, are you are you tired of this? Are you ready to mm-hmm. move forward? Are you ready to get out of this death, get out of this destruct- destructive cycle, get out of this whatever you're in, this depression, this sadness, this self-loathing, this feeling of grief that you just can't let go of. Are you ready to, to move forward into freedom? Mm-hmm. And... Um, Psalm 147, three says he heals up the, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Um, I guess I really like that as a nurse, cause that's one of the things that you do is, um, you know, somebody has sores on their legs. You've got to just, you've got to put a dressing on it, but then you've also got to wrap up their legs. And that, to me, that binding up is protecting it. It's not just like sticking a bandaid on, it's something that's going to actually heal it and get it resolved, get it to go away and be better, stronger, um, and not come back. Uh, it's, it's that full healing that takes place, um, that really makes the difference. And it's not just, like I said, that bandaid that, oh, this is going to be okay for now, but then it's going to come up again. And, um, always be this thing that holds you back. It's not going to stay like that. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. It's a little heavier episode today, but um, we just wanted to get back into the swing of things, let you guys kind of know what we've been up to. Um, So thank you so much for listening to The Walk It Off Show. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share with your friends. Um, If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you know when these new episodes drop. Uh, typically every Monday, except for these unforeseen circumstances that kind of hold us back. Um, but we are also open to feedback. You can reach us at the Walk It Off Show at gmail.com and on Instagram at the Walk It Off Show. Walk it off, shake it off, rub some dirt in it. Whatever you've got to do to overcome those challenges every day. Hope you guys have a wonderful week.